if you can make a heart to heart connection, you do that through stories, you do that through sharing more about you, you do that through sharing a unique position and opinion you have, or a unique way that you go about doing something so that you are memorable. And it's also about being visible so that people are seeing you. Welcome to the Branding Lab, a workshop style podcast focused on providing actionable advice on how to build a remarkable brand. When host Yvonne Ivanescu decided to launch her own swimwear brand, she didn't know where to start. So she went straight to the experts. And the result? In-depth conversations with entrepreneurs, founders, marketing and brand experts who have created and designed the brands we love and interact with every single day. And now she's here to share these conversations with you. Are you ready to build your brand? Then you're in the right place. All right, let's dive into this episode with your host, Yvonne. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Branding Lab. Today, we're going to be talking to Laura Beauparlant, who is an award-winning international keynote speaker, an expert on branding and design, and the author of Brand Chemistry. As the founder and creative director of Lab Creative, her mission is to help ambitious entrepreneurs create strong, memorable brands that consistently attract their ideal clients. For 16 years, Laura has helped countless small business owners and entrepreneurs gain confidence and grow their business through unforgettable branding. Now, today, we're going to be talking about brand chemistry and how to attract the right clients and keep them. Hi, Laura. Hi, Yvonne. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on the show. Now, I want to get straight to it. Now, let's start with branding versus a brand. What is the difference and is there a difference? And let's follow that question up with why is it important, especially for small businesses, to really take the time to build a brand? Absolutely. And it's such a great question. So the way I would define a brand is you are the brand. You know, the the person behind it, the the feeling, the experience, that's what the brand is. Part of that is the product or service that you offer. It's your personality. It's how you do what you do. To me, branding is what you put out into the world, right? That's your messaging, uh, your visuals, your logo, and all of that. Now, these two things need to be in harmony with each other. They need to be aligned. But to me, the brand is more about the experience and branding is the expression of that. So I hope that makes sense. That does make sense. And I love that. I love that explanation. (laughs) (laughs) And so why is it important? It is so important because it is, it's, it's everything. It is that impression that you give people. You know, if you don't have a brand, people can't connect with you. So think about right now where, you know, people, stores are closed, events are not happening, everything's virtual. You know, how do you connect with your audience if you don't have a brand, if you don't have the visual assets, you don't have photography, you don't have messaging that shares who you are, what makes you unique, that allows you to connect with your audience. So it's even more important today than it was even a year ago. And it was important then. There's so much noise and there's so much um, 
content being put out there that if you look and sound like everybody else, or you're kind of generic and saying the same thing other people are saying, then you will not stand out. And so now your brand is the biggest asset you have in helping you stand out and be seen and create that connection with your audience. Your brand allows you, I believe, it's about creating a heart-to-heart connection with your audience rather than a brain-to-brain connection, right? Most of the time we go into business very cerebral, very like, I need to look professional. I'm using air quotes. You can't see them, but I'm (laughs) using them anyway, talking with my hands, right? So if you can make a heart-to-heart connection, you do that through stories. You do that through sharing more about you. You do that through sharing a unique position and opinion you have or a unique way that you go about doing something so that you are memorable. And it's also about being visible so that people are seeing you. You know, I've heard that, you, we've probably all heard this, you might know this, it's a marketing term that it takes six to eight times for somebody to see you before they're likely to buy. And I've heard that now that's closer to 20 times. Oh, wow. Because there's so much information out there that people are overwhelmed. So they are going to miss seeing your post. They're going to miss seeing your email. Like you have to be out there and be visible. You have to like 10 exit now. And you have to still be putting out amazing content and consistent visuals. It's like a full-time job just to have this brand image that you're putting out there into the world. That's crazy. I have to say, I think that a lot of people also get very overwhelmed, right? Because they think like, wow, what you just said, 10x. I think everyone just listening to this is like, wow, I don't know if I can do that. You know, it's it's a little overwhelming. It is. And I just, you know, when I do a lot of work on the sort of mindset, which I think is very important for Everybody, especially for entrepreneurs, because it's a roller coaster ride. And you need to, you know, you really need to keep your mindset strong and, and in that uh, focus on the goal. So it's great to have these big goals and be like, okay, I want to do this and I, I'm going to be visible this many times a week, or I'm going to be, I'm going to grow my audience this much, or I'm going to close this many deals or sell this much, you know, products or services, whatever that might be you know, like I have a goal to triple our revenue this year. So that's my big 2021 goal. That's fine and dandy to say that, but I have to break that down into like quarterly objectives, monthly objectives, daily actions. So, you know, it's, it's the, um, somebody said this to me the other day. Let me see if I can get the quote right. It's a succession of successful days that leads to success. I love that. A succession of successful days leads to success. And I was like, that is so powerful because we don't think about the daily things that we do. And those are the things that get us to our goal. My youngest son and I are planning, it was his idea, he's nine, we're going to walk a thousand kilometers this year. I don't know how many (laughs) miles that is, like about half-ish. I, I, I'm not sure if, if there's Americans listening. We work in kilometers in Canada. Yeah. So he, I was like, wow, that's that's a big number. I was like, okay, a thousand kilometers. Sounds huge. Must sound huge to a nine-year-old brain. It sounded a lot to me. Then I broke it down. That's 2.7-ish kilometers a day. I'm like we could totally do that. Right. So it's that if we could do that every day, that's a successful day that will get us to that successful 
thousand kilometer mark. I love that. I have to say how you broke it down is amazing because I I think that a lot of people, especially when you're starting a brand, you think really big and then breaking it down to those you know, day by day actions. I think that's genius. And I love that. It can be hard. Believe me, I have a team now. I have a business coach. I'm in masterminds. Like I, I do all the things. I, one thing I've learned, if I can share one piece of advice is that it is so hard to do this in a bubble yourself, having the support and the guidance and the perspective of other people and just people to be accountable to. Like if somebody says, you know, Laura, you need to, you need to do this. I want to see progress on X, Y, and Z. Like I'm going to do it because somebody is holding me accountable to that. And there is power in that. And I'm actually creating a new program this year. That's going to be a six month brand chemistry experience that includes my signature program brand camp that includes design, but it also includes six months of coaching, training, support brainstorming, content creation, and like time, dedicated time for my clients to work on their business and have the metrics for them to succeed. I'm going to be their cheerleader. I'm also going to kick them in the butt if I'm not seeing they're making progress because that's what so many entrepreneurs are missing. They're working by themselves alone and they have nobody holding them accountable for anything that they say they're going to do or want to do. And I think it's also like, for me, especially, I always get into my head and I tend to question myself and I, I, cause I'm working usually by myself and I totally understand that need for support to be able to talk to people, to have them on your side, because most of the time I don't know what I'm doing or I'm kind of lost and I'm doubting myself. I'm doubting the process. And it's always great to to have those types of people to bounce off the ideas, to talk to them about these types of things. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's the one thing as entrepreneurs, so many of us are working alone and, and right now, I mean, you know, right where I'm right now, we're back in a lockdown. So even if I wanted to meet people in person, like I'm actually, it is like illegal at the moment for me to get together in person with people. So, you know, I have to, reach out virtually to my team, to people and say, Hey, can we like just brainstorm through this idea I have? Because I know I personally don't work well alone. Yeah. And so I think it's also identifying in ourselves, how do we work best? When do we do our best creative thinking, our best focus time and, and really identifying that and getting clear. So now I know I don't book any meetings before 1230. My mornings are my best focus time. And so I don't want that to be interrupted with calls. I, in the afternoons, I can do calls. I can do podcast interviews and speaking engagements, you know, like there's no tomorrow. But my mornings are now very much, uh, I have boundaries that I've created so that I can focus on the things I need to create in my business. Amazing. Now, I know you mentioned brand chemistry. Now, let's let's talk a little bit more about what is brand chemistry and how do you create brand chemistry? Yeah, absolutely. So to me, brand chemistry, I like to relate it to baking. So 
you know, in baking, it's all about chemistry. So cooking, you can kind of make things up. You can like toss in extra ingredients. You can kind of make up a recipe as you go. Baking is less forgiving, right? It really is a science and there is a chemistry to it. You have to have the right ingredients, the right proportions, mix things in at the right time, the right temperatures and so on. And you know, that's how you have baking success. And I believe it's the same with branding. You need the right ingredients. You need to have your own recipe and your own secret ingredient. And you have to put all of these things together in the right way, in the right order at the right time to create chemistry with your audience. And that's about creating those relationships. And so many businesses are missing that opportunity to connect with their audience and create that heart-to-heart connection so that people just know they have to work with them. And so, you know, the word authenticity is thrown around a lot, but it's so important for people to really connect with who they are, who they want to be, what kind of business they want to have, what kind of clients they want to work with, so that they're not trying to be something that they're not, or they're not hiding, right? Whenever I go on a website and I go to an about page and I don't see the name of the founder and the names of the team and pictures, and it's just a generic we, using air quotes again, that, you know, I don't trust them. Immediately, I don't trust this business. If the website is just filled with stock photos and it's all very professional language, but missing heart and personality, I'm not going to connect. We, we've moved past. There was a time where it was this very much, you have to look this way and sound this way and show up this way for people to take you seriously. And believe me, I've fallen into that myself. I often tell the story that I used to straighten my hair. My hair is naturally curly. I'm blonde. And I thought, you know, I was 27 when I started my business. I thought, no one's going to take me seriously. And I thought, at least if I'll look more professional, if I straighten my hair, they'll look more sleek, sophisticated. I carried that perception around for years. And then I I remember I stopped straightening it and somebody saw me and thought, wow. And it was so interesting when I stopped straightening my hair, I truly started to come out as who I am. I wasn't, I'm like, this is me. I love to have fun. I laugh, I dance, I wear floral prints, I've got big curly hair, and i that's me. You kind of like love it or hate it, accept it or don't. But what when you put yourself out there and you're visible and you share yourself, your true personality, and you don't hide around lingo and things that are expectations that you think people have of you, you'll start to realize then you'll connect with the right people. We don't get toxic clients. Mm-hmm. We don't. I haven't had a toxic client in years. I love my clients. They we have fun together. We laugh. We, you know, like it is such a joy to work together because when I got clear on who we are and it's still evolving. I'm revamping our entire website copy right now because I'm leveling up too and actually wanting to take it even further. Because people are hiring I mean, me, but they're hiring me and my team because they feel this confidence and trust that we can help them. And so when you create that chemistry with people, it's letting them know little things about you. It's about sharing the real you 
Now, I don't want you to misconstrue this with vulnerability. Now, there's a piece of it that's vulnerability, and I've written about this quite a bit because a lot of people think, I need to be authentic, I need to be visible, I need to show my vulnerability and they take that as a uh, you know an okay to just go and like share their whatever disaster is happening in their life currently online and that can do so much harm it it really can something i heard a, a number of years ago is that you have to teach from your scars not from your wounds and you can't if you're in the middle of a crisis and a lot of people are right now yeah if you are feeling like your business is going to close or like there's ways people are helping out now when you do that. So this is a bit of an unprecedented time, but just because you have a vulnerable story, something is happening in your life, it may not be the time to share it publicly. Have your confidence, have the people that you vent to and cry to and all of that. That isn't the social media is not the place to do that. When I talk about vulnerability, I mean, sharing the lessons you learned from that crappy thing that happened to you, but not sharing it in the moment because you can't, you haven't learned the lessons from it and you don't have any lessons to share that are valuable. If your sharing makes people feel sorry for you, then it's not the right time to share it. I think I went off a little bit. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. I love that. Can you tell I'm passionate it. about this? <laughs> yes. And I love it. I love you're just like throwing out these like one liners that are amazing. Like share your scars, not your wounds. I'm like, yes. Like what is that's amazing. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to touch back. I wanted to go back a little bit because what I thought was super interesting was that you said that if I go onto an about page and I don't see like a picture of the founder or a story of the founder, I don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Now I know now I know a lot of people if they're like if they're service providers or if they're you know coaches or they're selling themselves they'll have their whole story they'll have a lot of themselves within their brand it's like more of a personal brand right yep yep what what happens with brands business brands such as like for example my brand which is a swimwear brand it's not more it's not about me is it's more about you know the products and the story with the products i question how much of myself for example or how much people who are creating these types of business brands how much should they put it how much of themselves should they be putting into their brand like their values their mission their face uh, their story. Is there a point where it's too much? I'm not sure. I think most people never get to that point. <laughs> I, I honestly think most people are pulled back way earlier than that. So why are people going to buy your swimwear? Because of why you do what you do, right? Like we've all heard Simon Sinek start with why. I mm-hmm. believe that if you, if you create everything in your brand around that why, and it could be the bigger business why, right, that you're a part of, then that's what people are buying. Yes, they're going to buy it, but they're going to buy a great swimsuit. They're going to buy a great product. But if you're selling swimsuits, you're selling a commodity. You're selling the same thing every other company is selling. Why is somebody going to buy yours? Because of the connection with the story and the why that you created this product. 
Can right? I jump in here? Quickly? Yeah. What if, can you create a story that does not include the founder? Not as compelling, no. No, okay. because there's, well, well, you know, this, it doesn't mean your face has to be all over the, you know, you don't have to be modeling these swimsuits, right? Like, don't worry, I won't be. <laughs> I want to see you behind the scenes. I want to see you, like, you designing the swimwear, working with like models and seeing like behind the scenes at a photo shoot of your swimwear, um, you know, telling the backstory about why you created it, who it's for, so that the women that you are buying, I'm assuming it's all women that you're um, selling the swimsuits to, that they feel connected to you and want to support you. That's where that heart-to-heart connection comes through. You can't do that if they don't feel connected to your story. And I'm guessing that like you can also disconnect from yourself, yourself from the brand further along the line once you grow and grow. But that at the beginning, there should be the founder. In yeah. It. Yeah. And I right. think it's also... It's not just about you, right? Like you're the guide, they're the hero. You may have heard that reference too. So I want to see photos of the people that look like your clients on your website. I don't want to yeah. see models. I don't want to see, you know, photos that could look like they're stock photos. Mm-hmm. I want to see photos of real women in you, you know, that's that's more impactful. So I think you as the founder, but also photographs and images that look like the clients that you serve. So I've been on many websites where, um, you know, I was working with some companies that are like optometrists and ophthalmologists. So they sell a lot of, they sell a service and a product. So eyewear Mm -hmm. and their websites were just filled with model shots of, you know, the chiseled guy with the five o'clock shadow in the glasses and the girl on the beach or in the pool, you know, in a bikini with their sunglasses. And they all looked the same, the stock photos. And I just felt like it was a facade. And so when you add in the realness, you still you still have to have a brand that people trust. If you're too fly by the seat of your pants, um, you know, and people can't take you like they think you're going to be, you know, gone tomorrow that's a problem. But if you're creating a brand that connects with them and makes them feel like you understand them, you want them to go on your website and go, this is for me. You want them to raise their hand as soon as they see the front page and that first picture that you share. Either Mm -hmm. it's welcoming them in or it's showing somebody or, or people that look like they do, or there's, and there's messaging that connects with how they feel. It's a combination. It's photographs, it's messaging, and it's you and your story. Those are three really key elements to any brand. I love it. I think we've already touched upon it, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. Let's let's maybe think if you can share some of the questions that people need to start asking themselves to build out their brand. Yeah, I think it's, you know, who who do I really love working with? And now if you've been in business for a while, it's looking at the clients you've already had or have and go, are these the clients I want? <laughs> and if so, amazing. Now we need to just like multiply that. 
and make sure that we're speaking their language. If they're not the clients you want, then we need to really look at what is it you're saying or doing that is attracting those clients and how can you shift to start looking at new clients. So I really like to look at your audience so that you really get a sense of who they are. What are their values? What are the values of the clients that you want to work with? So start thinking about that if you could describe them. Uh, And if you struggle with this, what I often say is write down your own values. And it doesn't even have to pertain to what you do, right? So think, do they value family, art, travel, um, great food, health, exercise, like whatever it could possibly be? Write all da- write down all of your values because you want to align your values with your clients' values. So it's almost easier to start with your own because ultimately those are the people you want to work with because you have shared values. And then this can be a tough one, but take a look at your competition. Mm-hmm. You know, awareness is your best teacher. And by not having any awareness and putting your head in the sand, it, it's not about they're better than me, or I'm better than them, or they have more followers than me, or whatever. They're more successful. You don't know what's happening behind the scene. They could look like they're killing it on social media, and they're barely paying their bills. Mm -hmm. So we all have to take it all with a grain of sand. But what that does is, is say you took, took a look at 10 competitors' websites. What are they saying? What are they doing right? What are they doing wrong? Do they have outdated blog posts? Um, Do they use stock photography? Are they on social media? What are they saying? Are they consistent? Because you can can learn a lot of things that'll help you stand out. I don't believe in looking at people to go, I want to follow them and emulate them. I want to do the opposite. I want to learn what we can do to completely stand out so that you're not even competitors anymore because you're selling something very different. Um, And it's also looking at, there's so many things I could share, but those are a couple of big ones. Also look at your process. So one thing I've learned is that, you know, as I mentioned, if you're just selling your product or your service, that's a commodity that every other, you know, swimmer company, coach, branding agency, you know, whatever, is selling. So you have to stop selling the service or product. You have to sell the experience and the outcome they get from working with you. So just start to look at what is the journey and process that you take your clients on? Is there something unique that you can bring to it? Right? So I developed Brand Camp, which is my signature process, because I learned all kinds of things about the branding world and I come from a design back graphic design background and I've been working with clients for years and I always felt like there were pieces missing when I was given work from strategists and I developed my own signature process called Brand Camp that integrated all the different elements I had seen and found in my own way as well as integrated my own elements into it to create my own signature foundation for a process for developing a brand foundation that leads beautifully into our design process. So we know exactly how to design this brand once we've created the foundation for them. So look at what it is that you do. And this can be tough because we're all too close to our own businesses. So this is where having that outside perspective, this is what most of my clients who come to me, they 
you know, that saying you can't see the forest for the trees, like they're in it. You're in the trees. You can't see what makes you amazing. And you are that magic secret sauce. We just have to figure out what is that thing that makes you special and unique. And we can't do it for ourselves. I couldn't even do it for myself. And this is what I do for other people. I hire other people to help me pull this out and put it into words because I can't do it for myself. Wow. (laughs) Amazing. That's amazing. I love that. Um, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think that it's really hard. A lot of people say this. I mean, we talked about the bubble of you just being in your bubble and not and kind of not understanding that. I, I had a quick question on the first question, uh, the first point that you added, which was the target audience. What would you what kind of advice would you give someone who is just starting out and they don't have an understanding of who their customers are? Like they don't have that data or that, you know, the social media presence or the analytics to be able to say, like, oh, you know, this is kind of who our customers are. Where do they start when you're starting from scratch, from nothing? Well, you know, and that's where, you know, I do this the exercise with the demographics usually, so we can kind of at least get a figure like gender, age, you know, but most of the time that's, that's not where I focus. So you can focus on the values because if you're just focus on your own values, um, Mm -hmm. look at the challenges that like, if you're creating a business, you are creating something to serve people, right? What is, or, or you're created a business to solve a problem. What, problem are you looking to solve? And that will answer that second piece, which is what are their challenges or what are their problems? So you can already start to identify that before you've even, you know, really started your business. You have to start somewhere. So I would say start with your own values of the people that, you know, so that it aligns with the people you want to work with and you will build and evolve, right? Like you will notice that over time, like, this is the thing. A brand is a living, breathing thing. It is not stagnant. If if you leave it, if you think it's a once and done, it will die. It has to be nurtured. It has to be looked at. It has to be, you know, loved and and assisted along the way because it will change, right? I've I've had two businesses, Brink um, Lab Creative. I started five years ago. Uh, this year, it'll be five years in a couple months. And when I think about everything I've created and done, I'm not far off what I created five years ago, but it has evolved, right? The brand for Brand Camp has evolved. The messaging has evolved. I've gotten clearer on our audience. So it's like you have to continue to refine and go, okay. It's also looking at what worked and what didn't, you know, going back to a client experience and going, this worked really well. Why? What was it about this client? What was their personality? So when I think about the people we work with and their personalities, that's important, right? Who are these people that you want to work with so that you can identify people in the future and go, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, this person is my client. Or you can prevent yourself a lot of heartache and headache by identifying the clients that are going to be a pain in your butt. (laughs) Because- 
It happens. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. I love how, you know, you touched upon a little bit earlier on the importance of mindset. And I think that this is really important when you were talking about understanding what you want or who you want to work with, what are your values. And you really need to become clear on this because I think a lot of the times maybe people, they start their brand without having that mindset finalized and or even worked on. I mean, when I started my my journey, my brand journey, the first thing that I did was a seven-week course where I started asking myself all these really deep questions and I had to write out my values and I had to write out everything. And I I have like 50 pages of like mindset work that I did before I even started looking at bikinis or, you know, my competitors or anything. I had to do that work. And it was a lot. <laughs> it was very cumbersome. Yeah. And I think it's um, it's a never-ending journey. <laughs> it may not be what you want to hear. But, <laughs> you know, it, you're, every time you level up or try something new, you're going to hit up against new roadblocks and new challenges. Believe me, it happens to me all the time. I'm still, like I said, you know, I have time every day that I spend on this. So what kind of advice would you give to small businesses who are who are hesitant in investing or creating sorry investing in creating or relaunching a brand? Now I asked this because I think a lot of people first of all they don't understand the importance of branding, but as a small business, as someone who is probably a one man show that has not a lot of time, that doesn't have a lot of money, you know, they are often not thinking of branding. They're skipping over branding because they're thinking of the the sales. They they need to get the sales. You know, what would you tell those those people? <laughs> well, I would say, how are you going to get the sales if you don't have a brand? Right. A lot of people I've heard them say, "I'm just going to, you know, do it myself. Create something, you know, that turns out to be quite generic and look and sound like a lot of other people." How will you get the clients? How will you create the connection if you don't have the ability to have something that is memorable that will connect with them? So it's possible, right? Lots of brands can can get started that way, but um, it's sort of that chicken or egg, right? What comes first? Do we invest in the brand and then the clients will come or do we try to hustle and get the clients with very little or, or poor branding and then invest in it? And mm-hmm. so it's a decision everyone has to make, you know, and I, it, it's always interesting. People go, okay, so are all of your clients, people who are doing like a rebrand or, but actually we have quite a few clients that are starting a brand new business. And so they are thinking big. They're like, I know where this business is going. I see the potential in it and I'm willing to invest in the brand up front because I know how important it is to get the message out right the first time, right? Because if you put a, you know, a misstep or you come out looking kind of like not super serious or cheap or whatever, like your brand tells people your value. So you might think you're a luxury brand, but your image is coming across like, you know, discount. I don't want to name names. I don't want to put any (laughs) brands under the bus here, but you can come up with your own conclusion of two brands that are, you know, and so 
quite often people don't realize that the reason they're getting people wanting to pay them less is because their brand is telling them that they charge less or that they're worth less. So that's the challenge when you don't, when you get a generic brand or you just kind of put something up there, people will start to wonder, okay, is this a serious brand? Can I, are they really, you know, should I invest in this? Are they going to still be around in a year? Can I trust them? Yeah. Are they good quality? Is the product going to, you know, yeah, I 100% agree. And I mean, do you have any personal experience with any clients? Like what, have you ever had a client that came that maybe didn't do branding right the first time and they realized that, you know, they did an oopsie and they came to you? Like, do you have any? <laughs> it, happens, it happens a lot, actually. They're usually <laughs> like two to three years into business mm-hmm. um, and they've realized that their brand is now holding them back. But sometimes it it takes that long for them to realize that that's what it is. And what's the first thing that you do with them? Like they come to you and what's the first thing, like the number, the number one thing that they need to do first. The first thing everyone does with me is they go through brand camp. We, we won't design anything until they've done that process with me because what that does, it's, it's that foundation. It's creating the picture of what you need to create. So I often describe it like um, most people, and this would be all these people who are like trying to uh, DIY it, uh, is that you're creating your brand like you're putting together a puzzle without the box cover with the picture on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right? You're (laughs) reactively putting pieces together and you are frustrated. Like I couldn't, I don't even... I started doing a puzzle over Christmas and I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? I don't even enjoy this. It just seems like everyone was posting puzzle photos and I thought I should do this. I'm like, no, no, (laughs) not for me. me Very cranky, even with the picture of what I was creating. So if you don't have a picture, if you don't know what you're creating, you're just randomly throwing things out there and you don't know what you're doing. Right. And, and nothing is going to work together. It's not going to be cohesive. So brand camp gives you clarity and confidence. Those are the two words that pretty much everybody uses when they write about it or tell me how they feel. They, they know how to get out there and start talking about their business in a way that they are lit up. They're excited. They're passionate. They know how to connect with people. They know what makes them different from everybody else. So I take them through these eight elements when, and the end is coming up with um, a brand essence, right? It's the, like a three words, usually two to five words. And it's often used as a tagline, which is where a lot of people want to start. They're like, I need a tagline for my business. Like, I don't, I don't know what that could be because I don't know you and I don't know your business. So we really build it up to get to that place so that you've got a why statement, brand positioning statement. We understand the benefits of working with you and what makes you different so that it becomes this measuring stick against everything you do. Every opportunity, every client, everything you put out there on social media should be fed from this document this foundation that you build, then you can create the visual expression of that brand. And a lot of our clients are coming to us because the 
the brand that they DIY'd or, or didn't invest a lot in um, has hit its limit. And now they have this understanding that, aha, this is holding me back now. Yeah, because, you know, you could be going strong. You could not think about branding and sales are great for a year, two years, but there is a limit to it from what I understand. And, you know, I think there's a limit to how much you can grow and how much you expand if you don't have that foundation, that brand foundation. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I heard a quote years ago and it was something like, even if you're on the right road, if you're not moving, people are going to pass you by or it was something like that. So it's like, you have to be evolving and the brand that might work for you today may not work for you five five years from now. You may need to evolve it. You might need to throw it out and start over because your business has completely changed, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just being aware that um, it will evolve and yeah, it will evolve with you. Yeah. I think that's a lot of people that I've been talking to, they they always say like branding is not a one thing, forget it, like do it and forget it. It's something that evolves. It's something that you have to work on. It's something that you have to invest in. And unfortunately, that's just how it goes. I mean, if you want to have a, a great, successful business, that's just the way it works. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I also, you know, so one thing that I'm creating right now is that you know, branding and design are the tools that you need in your business, right? They're just, they're tools. It's the support, it's the brainstorming, it's the planning, it's all of the other things that, you know, we don't learn from, you know, I didn't learn any of these things when I became an entrepreneur. I figured them out as I went along. And so you also have to know what to do with these tools. Yeah, <laughs> you have to know, like, it's great to have a, a fabulous brand, you know, but if you don't know what to do with it or you're not doing anything with it, then it won't mean any, you know, it won't mean anything either. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's end with one last question that I ask all my guests. I'm pretty sure we've touched upon it already, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What is the number one fatal mistake a brand can commit when creating their brand? Oh, it's it's such a hard question to answer in some ways. Um, I would I would probably go with inauthenticity. Okay. It really, you know, because I feel like consistency is a challenge, but that's you can fix consistency. Um, but it there's so many brands that are just kind of status quo. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of following along and not forging their own path and, and just listening to what everyone else is doing or saying, it's not, that's not standard. That's not what's done in my space. And so not being willing to, to challenge the status quo and stand out is, is probably the biggest fatality because then you really are just selling a commodity. And they'll just go to the cheapest or more convenient option. And you, you don't want to be that, that either. Yeah. You need to take that risk. Yeah. Right. And just jump. And it can be scary, but yeah. I mean, 
we started this entrepreneurial journey to have, I mean, that's part of it. It is scary, but on the other side of that is amazing things, right? When you can just kind of bust through that fear, doesn't mean everything's going to work out the way you expected it or perfectly. Mm -hmm. Believe me, I've had my fair share of things that completely flopped and yet something else came out of it that I learned or a new opportunity but we have to be willing to take the risk and try things because that's a big part of the entrepreneurial journey. And with that, I think that's the perfect closing statement there. (laughs) I loved it. Great. Um, I agree. (laughs) Now, Laura, before we go, can you tell our listeners out there if they want to talk to you, if they want to check out Brandcamp, if they want to send you an email, where can they find you? Absolutely. So you can go to our website, which is labcreative.ca. You can follow us on social, Lab Creative Inc. It's the same across all of the platforms. Uh, You know, feel free to send me an email. We've actually got a we created a really cool new quiz, uh, which is under labcreative.ca forward slash quiz, where you can do a bit of a self-assessment to see, you know, what your needs are, where you are based on my sort of parameters in your journey and what you need help with most. And then I provide you with some tools and resources to help you. So that could be a really cool thing for people to check out. And then you could also, uh, they could order a copy of my book, Brand Chemistry, which is also available on our website, um, as well as amazon.com and .ca. Perfect. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Branding Lab podcast with your host, Yvonne Ivanescu. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, or leave us a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. We'll catch you next time.